Welcome to Other People's Lives. I'm your host, Joe Sanagato. I'm your host, Greg Dybeck. Uh, Joe was just telling me before the show. It's uh, What is this? You're going <laughs> to tell a lie. I know you are. No, no. I just think it's cool. You said, uh, I didn't know, say with, this, by the with way. With this episode coming up, which is obviously we're talking to swingers, you said that you've exclusively watched swinger porn for like the past week. And I just thought that was just really cool. And Why shows do you do People are going to you when you say stuff like that. So, you know. But, good, you know, at the end you. of the day, I'll take it. Swinger porn is not <laughs> the worst porn ever. It's not like, you know, the peeing porn. Yeah. That's weird. I, I get the peeing on a person porn because of the dominance thing. Oh, what are you talking about? You know when they just have videos of girls like squatting in between cars, peeing on the ground. I'm like, <laughs> I don't get that. I just don't get it. Like, I get the peeing on person. I'm not into that, obviously. But, like, I get it how it's like a dominance thing. Like, I'm disrespecting you by pissing on you. Yeah. But just to pee on the ground. Like, That's who it. Who the fuck just wants to watch that? Like, it's, Oh, wow. Yeah. You stumble across it and you go, all right, next. Yeah, you've gotten deep before. I've Yeah, I get deep. Uh, wow. But we are talking to swingers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that was a lie, I think. Maybe, yeah. You know. No, uh, it was. But it is funny with swingers. Like, don't... I'm sure we'll be proven wrong, but... This could I get s- very interesting. Yeah, but I just feel like when you think of swingers, it's like the guy has like a soul patch and an earring. <laughs> like a ponytail. <laughs> it's like whenever they have sex, it's just suddenly like the early 2000s, late yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe there's bell bottoms involved. A lot of wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, a weird apartment. Wallpaper's like not a thing, right? Uh, I haven't seen wallpaper in like 10 years. Everyone just paints walls. No one wallpapers. Yeah, I think it's done. Yeah, I think it's obsolete. Uh, unless, I don't know. Should we bring it back? I'm not. You can try. Wallpaper startup. Make mm. wallpaper cool again. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, but it. I don't know. It just seems like that community of... Because we've spoken to polyamorous people yeah. open relationships which is different than this this yeah. is more just like for f- i mean to my knowledge i think it's just kind of like a uh mutual understanding that like yeah we both have these urges we're not like in love with these people we're just fucking yeah and it's just like whatever polyamory is like i fucking love someone else too yeah <laughs> you know that's the difference i think but there's also like a party scene behind being a swinger. I feel like there's uh, there's a bunch of swinger clubs even like there's in New York. There's a swinger club by my mom's. Really? Yeah, I didn't know it was a swinger club until someone told me one time they went in there and they were like, it was just super weird. And they were like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. But Wow. Because yeah, obviously they weren't swingers. But yeah, yeah. They were just like, uh, what's going on? But and it is. It was weird because that place, I've never seen anyone go in it. Like ever. Really? So I think it's very just kind of like, shady yeah. you know what i mean because it's not like illegal to like have a place no. for people to come go to nuts. meet other people yeah go but, crazy uh yeah but i don't know people like there is like that swinger party scene and kind of going out to meet other couples and yeah let's it, trade it's yeah like playing guards from my understanding that's what it's like yeah i mean I, i'm sure there's like more to it and that's why i'm saying it's going to be interesting because i feel like to most people who live a, a monogamous lifestyle, you're kind of like, what the fuck is this? You know? So, and, and I'm sure there's like a really cool answer. Or maybe there's not. And they're just like, dude, I don't know. I just like fucking. But I'm sure there's something that they're like, yeah, no, it's completely yeah, know, mutual. In the, uh, and it just works. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm not going to read the whole email, but I think this line kind of sums it up. Uh over the last few years, we have done everything from pleasure parties to trying to pick up girls on Tinder, still looking for a unicorn. Uh, and then it says, where is this? Wait, what the line? hell does that mean? Yeah. Still looking for that a unicorn. That wasn't even the line that I, was, that I meant <laughs> to fuck? read. But now. Why'd you just mull over that? Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's going to be a good question, though. What defines a unicorn? Uh, where is the line? Oh, here it is. Uh, we are 28 and 32 and mostly normal people that occasionally like to fuck other people. So there you go. Very in your face and just like, yeah, this is what's happening. <laughs> so, I mean, enough of that. Let's Enough speculation. Let's give him a call and find out what it's like to be a swinger. Hello? Hey, how's it going? This is Greg and Joe. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. We uh, just talked a little bit about, you know, that you guys are swingers, and we kind of guessed sort of what that meant. Because we've talked to people who are polyamorous before, and, I mean, 
you know, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the difference is just kind of like the swinger scene is more free-spirited, fun type of thing, and polyamory is like, I am in love with three people at one time. Is that fair to say? I think I would say that is a, a general view of it, yeah. Um, in our opinion, the polyamory that we wouldn't really subscribe to is that we those people are able to carry multiple actual emotional level relationships at one time, whereas uh, we primarily prefer, you know, fancy free, kind of like you described, um, you know, kind of go as you please, not necessarily holding any kind of emotional attachment to it um, and just kind of going with the flow because we, we, we trust each other. Yeah, it means that we have one primary partner and we occasionally have fun with other people, but we don't have intimate relationships with other people. So how did you find out that the other person was down for this? Was it like a conversation like, I kind of feel like, or did you guys meet at a place where swingers are? Or like, how did that first happen? That was actually more directed because of me. Uh, when, when we met, the first thing I said was, I have a tendency to be lack, less than committed in my past relationships, and it doesn't necessarily mean I'm a cheater. I never have been, but I also tend to I have a wandering mind. And the reason that I like um, to be more committed is because I like the option. And we sat down and discussed it, and she said, that doesn't necessarily not work for me, so yeah. we, can, we can think about you know, other ways to be a, a non-binary relationship. Yeah, we, we actually met online on a dating site, and uh, I think we both had, like, serious relationships in the past that where we both felt kind of caged in a way and it wasn't really working for either of us. So when we met, I was like, Oh, this is great. Like we're just going to have fun and have a fling because he doesn't want anything serious. And then a couple of months down the road, it was kind of like, Oh wait, no, this is, this is actually something more. I love the honesty right away though. Like I'm yeah. trying to imagine sitting down, <laughs> just meeting like, someone for the first like, time. So much know right now, not really good at this. So we got to, <laughs> no, no, Seriously, though, first date, like, we're sitting in a restaurant we'd never met before. We'd been sitting there for, like, all of 15 minutes. He was like, just so you know, I'm a runner. Like, <laughs> That's great. You get serious, will bail. And that didn't, I, that didn't scare plus. you away. No, that was, that was actually a big plus for me. I was like, cool, so we're not doing the serious thing. I tried the exact opposite with her than I tried with any other girl. I tried telling her right off the bat, this is what I, my history is like. This is what I have a tendency of doing. Is that okay with you? Yeah. And, and now, you know, I got a ring on my finger. So, I mean, it worked out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you guys are comfortable with having sex with other people, like, in front of the other person? We have before. Yeah. Actually, I think that's a big plus. We do play separately occasionally, but I personally prefer playing together. I think it's more fun. It's got, like, a voyeuristic type deal to it. Right. For, for everyone listening... Uh, I mean, I don't think we're too familiar with the terms either, but I guess this, uh, you know, you, you mentioned play and I guess just kind of, you know, the this whole, you know, swinger environment, you know, like w what are the terms? What traditionally happens? What does play mean? What does it mean to play alone or play with each other? Can you just kind of walk us through those definitions? Sure. So a handful of years ago, we were also extremely beginners. And uh, the ignorance was real. <laughs> And what she did is she actually Googled a few um, local groups and one of them came up that it was nearby and they host these swinger type events. And being the noobs that we were and very nervous and green about it, we decided we'd, we'd meet up with the lady that hosts them first, um, get to know her on a personal level and be trusted with what she hosts. When, when we went to our first one, uh, it was more of a co costume type theme and people that had been doing this for years. Oh my God, we were so nervous too. We had like code words and like... And like blinking and, like and if, squeeze if, the hand like, if we were uncomfortable. Like if I look at you a certain way, we're fucking leaving. Yeah. But, uh, but we were immediately hit on by another couple and, uh, we felt very flattered and, uh, it was a, it was a big turn on for both of us. So the, the play term is essentially, um, there's soft swap, full swap, separate, um, soft meaning that you, one member might play with another or touch. It usually means the girls play and the guys watch. And they might not take part at all. Full swap could obviously is what it sounds like. Um, both partners completely swap with each other. And they might be in the same room while it happens. They might be in opposite rooms. They might not even be on the same day. Um, 
and and what we called it was a it's a lifestyle party and these are also play parties where people are you don't have to take part in it you could just sit there and enjoy the atmosphere but there's no judgment and people have the ability to uh, approach somebody with no inhibitions playing is like essentially any sexual encounter it can be like everything from kissing to full-on intercourse and it really depends on the couple and what they're comfortable with typically we have uh, like a pretty serious conversation with any other couple or person that we're having an encounter with beforehand just to make sure that everybody's comfortable with the situation you know there's certain things that some couples are okay with and others are not and you know there's certain acts that they want to keep just to themselves and you know every couple's different every couple has different rules Totally. So, so you walk into one of these lifestyle parties, and for the most part, it's it's all couples, or it, it has to be couples in order to be there. And then these couples, couples approach other couples, either couples or single females. They mm. almost exclusively never allow single men because that gets real creepy real quick. Yeah, like, that's uh, basically like any other bar. You don't you don't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be like a big sausage fest, right? Like it would just be all single guys. And no one would attend. Nobody would. Go. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, the beaches are sexy and then you get there and you realize this is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. So what's the approach like? Like say hypothetically, you know, I walk well, in and I'm dating Joe. I'm a yeah. girl. Josephina. <laughs> and, uh, and you guys see us from across the room. What are the next steps? Well, okay. So typically if, if we were at an event and we saw you guys and we were attracted to you, typically I would go up and approach Joe, the female in this situation Solely because usually the women are the ones that kind of set things up because it's less threatening. Like, right. if, two, if two men go, oh, man, I'd really like to fuck your wife or I'd really like to fuck your girlfriend, it's kind of like, ugh, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a little, there's something a little more threatening about that, whereas women can be a little bit less aggressive about it and we can go over and be like, hey, I really think that you guys are cute. Would you like to talk? And then, you know, we would sit down and, flirt a little bit, have a conversation, see if our energies vibe the same way you would with anybody else that you thought was attractive. And if it gets to a point where you're like, this would be kind of fun, then you're like, hey, you want to go upstairs? So wait, where, where did this like stem from? Like, have you guys always just been like this where you're like, I'm cool with you getting with other people because, you know, I like... What, what is the difference? Because I know a lot of people that are probably monogamous. I'm sure you know monogamous people, and they're kind of like, you guys are crazy. So, like, what is what is the defining thing that makes you feel like, I'm cool with this happening because at the end of the day, we still love each other. A lot of people put a lot of emphasis on, you know, the the it's me and only me. And as soon as you walk outside of that, then you don't love me anymore. You That's know, so, really so what is the thing? Question. I had never done this before. Well, neither of us. I, I don't think... She had either. Uh, the reason it works for us is because there's 100% open communication at all times. It was a complete beta test when it first got off the ground. We didn't know if it was going to go anywhere or if the other person would be down at all. But the reason it does work for us is because we have open communication that leads to zero jealousy. And the way that we see it, if you are in a monogamous relationship where you're not allowed to look, think, or even hang out with somebody that you're attracted to, then that is emotional cheating regardless especially if you know to yourself that you're hiding it from your partner. Yeah. However, if you're allowed to talk to that person, hey, honey, I saw a gorgeous woman today, I'd like to go for it, and she gives you the, the A-OK, then you're not cheating on anybody, and you feel a little bit more vindicated uh, to come home to, to her at the end of the day. Yeah, I think the difference is, is that we are completely 100% honest with each other. I think most monogamous couples don't have to have the same conversations that we have. And, you, and monogamous couples bring this up with us all the time. They yeah. think that you're right. They do think that some of us are crazy. And I don't care what anybody says, okay? If you tell me that you, as a red-blooded human being, you're not looking at other people and thinking, yeah, I would like to fuck that, then you're lying to yourself and to your partner. Like, or maybe you're just not talking about it. But everybody thinks it. Everybody's a little sex crazy sometimes. So what do you say to people that, that think that what you're doing is sort of wrong and they're, you know what, I think, I mean, obviously it all stems from just insecurity. Like people think that if you hang out with 
somebody who, even if it's a, like a girl who's your friend or whatever, it's like, oh, if they have a good time, they hang out without me, then they could, you know, hit it off and then I'm out the door. You know what I mean? So what do you say to people that, you know, just think that what you're doing is like morally wrong? I would feel like a lot of uh, like radical mon monogamous people would be like, you know, picketing outside your house or some shit. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say, I would say to them, it's not necessarily wrong if you believe in it. Um, it might not work for them, but it works for us. And I could easily say the same thing to a monogamous person that, that I think what they're doing is wrong, caging somebody up for the rest of their life. Some people actually get fear uh, of a certain type of phobia of the thought of being with one person for the rest of their life. However, they want the emotional closeness. So how can you have the best of both worlds? You know, how can you be closed in physically, but allowed to explore emotionally? Yeah. So we kind of do have the best of both worlds because of our open communication. It's so also really just somebody else's business. I mean, I'm not asking what you do in your bedroom. All yeah. right. No, that, 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 that's fair. Uh, so I'm trying to wrap my head around just, you guys said that you were kind of noobs at this. You've never done this before. And you mentioned that it's always open communication so that there's no jealousy. But even still, how, how do you not get jealous? Or it's just the first time this happens and you see your husband with someone else or your wife with someone else. Like what emotions are going through your mind? Is it something that you kind of get used to and start enjoying over time? Was it awkward or uncomfortable at all the first time or did it just feel right right away? I think uh, I'll answer that because I wasn't initially as comfortable with it as, as he was. You were m much more free and open with it and kind of into the idea. And it took me a little while to kind of wrap my brain around it because it's not like, I mean, neither of us were raised um, in in a situation where this was normal, you know, we both had very normal loving upbringings. So when you start thinking about doing something along this line, there is a part of your brain that goes, Oh, that yeah, we're definitely delinquents and this is definitely not right. So it took a little while for me to get over the initial feelings of jealousy. And I think what really got it there was at some point I, I realized that I loved him so much that I wanted him to have every experience that he could have that was good for him, that made him happy, that made him feel great. And those included the situations that I wasn't a part of. And I, think I, would th I think that's that. the difference too, because I've, I've said that for a long time that people, when they say like, I just want the best for you, what they really mean is I want the best for you as long as you're with me. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you're putting a limit on it. It's almost, there's a selfishness involved in that type of of love and i'm not i'm not promoting our lifestyle to everyone because it doesn't work for everyone but for us i want to love him selflessly to the point where he feels free and happy to make every decision and every choice that makes his life better and i'm not always 100 percent comfortable with it and when i'm not we talk about it but i still think that's what's best for us and to go back to your question earlier when you said how do you not get jealous um, that's, that's a fine line. There's not zero jealousy, but there is a percentage of jealousy. It would, I would say it's a minor amount though, less than 10%. It's kind of sexy. It's a, it's a I was going to say, is it almost a turn on in a way? Like, can you kind yeah. of turn that bit of jealousy yeah. into, yeah. hundred percent. That's the right kind of jealousy. Cause I see it happening or I know that she's out with someone else and I say, that's really hot. I want to hear about it later because then I get to be with you. Yeah. No, it, when you come back home, like we have the best sex after one of us has been with someone else. <laughs> I also feel like this makes it so the chase is never over because people always talk exactly. about the mm. chase is like the part that you love and like trying to like get this yeah, person no, to stay with you and be like blah 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 so when that's just never over because you are technically always in competition and thinking I mean naturally people are competitive I feel like and yeah. it's like if, if they're having sex to, with these people it's like alright I gotta yeah, yeah. I, you know this is my girl I gotta fucking you know put on a I show here <laughs> And then you have that one element that no one else has, which is just the emotional ties, the romance, the love, which I would just imagine that that just becomes even more escalated, you know, because oh, yeah, it, it is just that like, okay, yeah, you're having sex with other people. Well, now I get to have great sex with you, but I, you know, I have something that those people don't have. I know you, I love you. Yeah, there's definitely an aspect to it where it's like, I mean, girl, you can look and you can touch, but he's coming home with me at the end of the day, yeah. so... You know, there's that, that like, there is a tiny bit of like possessiveness where you're like, I know he's great. He's awesome. 
you can borrow him, but he's mine. Mm -hmm. She's confident and it also challenges both of our levels of insecurity. It gives you a chance to, uh, to, to look inside yourself and, and, and wonder how insecure I am. And if I know that, that it can withstand this, then I know that my insecurity levels are very low. Yeah, if you, if you start having problems with stuff, then it, that's definitely the time where, like, if, if I start feeling uncomfortable or he starts feeling uncomfortable, that's just a cue that means that we need to have a conversation, that we need to do some work on our relationship. Mm-hmm. How often do you say that happens? Well, the first while we were dating, we talked about it every day. Yeah. Every day we talked about how it was going to work and why we like it and, and why we get Where met our with boundaries resistance. were. Um, it comes up a little bit less frequently now. Um, I think mostly because we just know where our boundaries are and we're more comfortable. A little like, bit more established. Yeah. Like right. we have we have rules now where like we don't have sex with each other's friends or I think you're going out with or, someone tonight. I am going out with someone tonight. Wow. This is great. <laughs> so and wait, wait, so just you're going out tonight? Yeah, I have uh, I have a date with a lovely lady tonight and he's staying home. Oh. What do you do when you're home and you know that this is going on? Is it is it all you're thinking about? No, not really. Although I was away for work one time for about a month or two, and she was actually the unicorn in a couple, with a couple, and I couldn't wait to hear about it. So I thought about it all night. I even had a dream about it. And then the next day, she told me how it went. So I, sometimes I get excited. I get a little bit mentally distracted, but I still have you know places to go and places to hang out, people to hang out with. Wait, what is the unicorn? A unicorn is, uh, is the single female that joins a couple. Because, you know, everybody uh, wants to find a unicorn and look for one, but they're impossible to find. Interesting. Got it. So that's what But I'm you thinking. believe that they're out He's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you spend your whole life chasing I have to go unicorn. unicorn <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> your whole life looking for one, and you just never <laughs> seem to find You hear about them, but God knows you can't find one. Do you have, I guess you could call it, like, veto power? So... If, you know, if, if you have this date with this woman coming up or you meet this woman that you want to go out with, but, you know, then you being the husband says, yeah, like, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't really want you with this person or, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Do you kind of um, do you then not go out with that person or how, how does that how do those conversations happen? No, it's never happened in the past. I would say the only time that that actually comes into play is if there's two and two. So if we're out with another couple and she's not feeling one of those members and she just has no interest in playing with them or sleeping with them, then it's like, okay, well, we all have to be 100% on board. Yeah, like if he's really into the woman, but I'm just not into the guy, I'm like, I'm sorry, babe. It's I just, not gonna go. I'm, I'm not taking that grenade. I'm right, sorry. right. But if you have a one-on-one and that's what she's, she likes this person, I'm not going to stand in her way. Got yeah, it. we do. We're very honest with our our. Uh, what do you call it? Like our extraneous partners as well to like, they all know that we have a person at home that I have a primary partner and I might be hanging out with you and maybe we'll go on a couple dates and have some fun, but I'm going home to him. He's my priority every single time. And there's nothing that anyone else can say or do that will change that. And like his, his time and affection comes before theirs too. So if we have plans, I'm sorry, I'm not breaking our plans to go and hang out with someone else. So what other rules do you guys have? You guys mentioned rules that like you can't have sex with uh, each other's friends. Uh, first of all, why, why is that a rule and, and what other rules do you guys have? Well, because the main, one, main reason that one is a rule is because we have friends that are not in open relationships or, and they're not in poly and they just think that she's hot and they just want to bang my friend and then I have a, a friend that I have an awkward conversation with the next day because they slept with my girlfriend. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, right. we've had one or two instances where like we're fairly open with our friends about like our situation mostly because if we're out at like a a pub or a bar or something and one of us wants to flirt with someone I've had situations where someone's been like oh my gosh did you see him flirting with that other girl I'm like yeah and I don't care and then you have to (laughs) kind of explain that it's okay um, because they think that they're like tattling but yeah she's been on dates before with men that they took it they took the fact that she was in an open relationship as uh, open season, as if she was, you know, giving it away. Yeah, and just, she had to remind the man, no, just because I have a man at home and he knows about it doesn't mean that I sleep with anyone yeah, just, and you can't treat me like garbage. Doesn't mean that I have zero standards just because I happen to have an open relationship. And that's the way, I, you know, it's more men than women that 
tend to seem to, seem to think that because you've never had an issue with that. Go figure. But like, <laughs> you know, women that I've dated have never had, I've never had an issue with, but men for some reason seem to get really weird about it. They either get like really weirdly competitive, like, like they're going to try and steal me or they get weirdly like, Oh yeah. So you'll just do anything. Yeah. yeah. Do you it's only, do you only like if you, if you go out and you're flirting with someone or you might want to, you know, bring someone home or go out with someone, it, do you do that outside of the swinger community as well? Or does that get messy? We do both. Uh, but the main thing is if we do it outside of the swinger community, I tell people right off the bat, like for example, we still have online dating profiles for hookup purposes, but I tell right on my front page so that people don't accidentally match with me that uh, find out later. Right. I'm not going to be disingenuous. Yeah, that's definitely true. And it's also, oh, I don't know where I was going with that. I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. Uh, so, I mean, about about the other rules too. I want to know about these other rules. Um, I don't think, we don't have very many as far as as we go, I've met people who have like, uh, like other couples who are like, they'll do like oral or, or like girls playing, but or they only do soft swap. They won't the, yeah, swap at all. Or they'll only do same room swap where, where they both have to be in the same room for it to be a thing or only the girls can play and they don't want the guy touching their girl. And some of the other ones is that you don't even go out without that person at all. Like yeah. it, not for us, but some people wouldn't even allow what she's doing tonight to happen. Yeah. Right. So, wait, so it, it, uh, I was going to say, there's never a time where you go hook up with someone someone else and not tell each other, right? Oh, no, no, never, never. Uh, would that would like, totally defeat the purpose. I would say we pretty much always tell our, our other person. Or sorry, our partner about who we're being with beforehand. I mean, if there if it ever came up that like he was out like last week he was away for uh, visiting family and away for work and stuff, and he happened to meet someone and it was just a spur of the moment thing and it happened, I'd be fine with that. But he would always tell me afterwards. Are one of you allowed to have sex with someone else in your bed? Yep, it's yeah. happened. Yeah, that's definitely happened. That is that is that was a contentious issue for a little while because. Not because it's our bed, but because it's our house. And if I'm home and I've had a really long day at work and I have kind of a physically demanding job and I come home and he's like got this cutie and wants to like get busy. I'm like, I just want to be in my sweatpants and not talk to people. Could you take it somewhere else, please? Huh. <laughs> yeah, that's your comfort zone. You know, yeah, not yeah. because it's our bed, just because I don't feel like interacting with people. <laughs> and what about, uh, what about kissing? Because I read that some swingers won't even allow like they'll do everything else but oh. won't kiss oh, someone yeah. else yeah we're not we're not pretty woman yeah either. i was about to say he's not richard here <laughs> we're, we're okay with making <laughs> okay this that's is like all very interesting too. that's like we you know like when you're in college and you want to like you know experiment a little bit and girls kiss just to like you know right. feel <laughs> that's that's your gateway that's how you get in it's a <laughs> If a girl's kind of like not sure, you're like, well, let's just make out a little and see how you feel. That's true. If we're out and I find someone attractive, I'll be like, go get her, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. There we go. Wow. (laughs) No, it's true. It's like the best wing person in the world. You're like, baby, baby, go, go get it. Go get it. Come on. I like. (laughs) I like. Go get her and bring her back. Oh, man. This is wild. What about uh, safety? Is that a concern? Was it ever a fear starting out? That's never even a question. That That is a mandatory. Yeah, no, that was one of the very first conversations we had. Always a condom. Mm-hmm. Always, 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 always. And you have to have a conversation with your partners beforehand to make sure that they're clean. Because you don't want to, like, go out and think that you're just having a good time and then bring something dangerous back to your significant other. No, totally. Yeah, that would uh, that would definitely be a fear. So do you have to, like, just take someone's word for it? Or, like, I, I don't know. Are, like, swingers for the most part, like, at swinger clubs or whatever everyone's kind of like has this understanding that well generally we're swingers are like the most physically safe people um but if like so what the play community that we were a part of in the last place that we lived um to join the community you had to go and meet the people that founded it do an interview and be vetted and then you have to like prove that you're 
sexually healthy before you're allowed in an event. And the, even when you arrive, uh, there's several rooms where you can go off and choose to play, but in every single room there was uh, condoms that were a must. Yeah, and mm -hmm. they changed the sheets between every single interaction. And There's lots of rules around the facilitators, the people that are actually nice enough to house these types of events. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's very like... Yeah. Has anyone ever uh, tried to push it too far or was there ever a situation that you were uncomfortable in? Um, it did happen a couple of times where I was into somebody and I started seeing them more often. And I think she was curious if it was going to go on a, a more of a metaphysical level, like more emotional. And I had to kind of calm her down to convince her that it was nothing more than hanging out. And, and Yeah, I don't get jealous of his like physical interactions with other people, but I do get jealous of his time. When he starts spending time with someone mm. else, when I'd like to be seeing him, I'm like, no, this is not going to work for me. And there's only one other. I was into the girl and you were not into the guy. And I was like, well, I guess I have to let that dream die. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that's interesting. I could almost see that dynamic where, you know, now that you're not newbies to this anymore, it would almost be stranger for you to walk home and him to be like, watching a movie with a girl or something or like having a conversation than actually yeah, having right. sex. That happened recently. I had someone over and uh, she was actually here. She, my partner here was in the other room and I had to kind of do it casually. She knew that she, what was going on, but she wasn't going to come out of the room or anything. So, you know, it's kind of interesting, especially when you share a premises. Hmm. Yeah. It was, it was a little easier before we started living together because yeah. you could like, you know, it's not like you were bringing someone back and you had to be like, hey, honey, do you think you could go, like, you know, hang out at a coffee shop for an hour? <laughs> right. So do you, how, I'm trying to, like, hopefully I can word this correctly, but, you know, going back to what you were saying before, you're like, you want him to act on any sort of, uh, you know, emotion he has and, like, you want the best for him and all the stuff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but if he's spending a lot of time with someone... Uh, that sort of crosses the line and it, it bothers you. Now, my question is like, how would you react if suddenly he was like, I found someone else that I have connected to on an emotional level. Are you still going to be understanding or will that just be like detrimental and it'll be just like, you know, the end of the world? Because there is that sort of, it comes back to sort of monogamous in a way where it's kind of like, you know, the emotional part at least of, of mon monogamy where it's like, this is, and this is the reason why people who are monogamous are that way because they are afraid yeah. of the um, emotional thing where it's like, they think if you talk to a girl for a half an hour or, you know, you guys have sex or something, it's like, oh, they fell in love with that person, which is, I mean, obviously yeah. isn't the case. We all know that, but that's what is drilled into people's minds. So what, like, would it be detrimental? And is there sort of still that emotional monogamy in there? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, 100%. It's, a, it's like a fine line between being 100% polyamorous or being Mike Pence and not being allowed to be in a room without your person and another person of the opposite sex. But um, I, I personally don't have the emotional energy to deal with more than one emotional relationship like i respect people that live a polyamorous life but i personally could not do it i just don't have the energy to invest in more than one person person emotionally at any given time and it would bother me if if he felt that way if he started to develop feelings for someone else it would be something that we would have to talk about and work through um that would be the most challenging challenge yeah that that hmm. would be like the biggest problem i don't think it would ever get to that point though because generally yeah. generally speaking if one of us starts to like spend too much time with one other person then it just kind of stops because you're like no you're my priority and you just back away yeah there's a reason why polyamory doesn't work for me either i'm i'm dedicated to her emotionally and uh physically my eyes and my body might wander but i i can't really bring myself to to getting invested into mm. too many people's lives at once I'm not really worried about it, though, to be 100% honest, because he's got a real short attention span. <laughs> <So> <laughs> generally speaking, he kind of, like, hits it, and then he's like, oh, you, you, just, you just annoy me now. 
uh what about none of my previous relationships ever work (laughs) right uh what about kids do you ever want kids not at this time yeah i think uh we're like i don't know we're still young and we we want to like do more traveling and explore and do that kind of stuff before we decide for sure but neither of us are baby crazy yeah if you did have kids would you keep up the lifestyle or is that just impossible to know right now Actually, the, the couple that we first that first introduced us to the lifestyle, the one that uh, introduced us to play parties, um, had been married for like 20-something years, and they had kids, and they were fine. So, yeah, I don't see why it would have to end. Most yeah. of the like, long-term swingers have children. Do you think it's they tell like, their kids, or do they hide it from their kids? Oh, I don't think they No, you them. don't tell your kids. No. <laughs> okay, there's a, there's a reason. Unless that, you lived in some kind of commune in Utah. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's a reason that most people in the community don't go, like, you don't talk about... Who, the names of the people that you have experiences with and you right. don't, you know, there's a reason you have to be vetted to get into a community like that. It's so that, you know, there's people in there that have positions of power or positions where they shouldn't be doing what they're doing, or maybe they're a member of a church and they don't want the other people in that church to know that they happen to be doing that on their weekend. That's a very good point. Whenever you meet people, whether it's online or in person, people always, always mention first and foremost, how discretion is a must. So people still want to keep their other lives completely separate. Yeah. We've seen, you know, like professors that we used to have in school or uh, different politicians or... Were you like, you go uh, to the bank the next day and like the teller, you were like, oh, I, was, I was with you yeah. last night. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You I'll just cast my check and then I cast yours. Yeah. <laughs> it would surprise you too how many people are in the lifestyle. Like when, when we first started and we went to that first party, I was like, oh my God, there is so many people here and mm. so many people that you wouldn't expect. And then you start meeting people the, like, like in my current workplace, there's two other couples that are also in the lifestyle that wow. I had no idea about because hmm. we don't actively talk about it, you know? And it's not like people look or act or talk differently on yeah, they're not, basis. <laughs> they don't yeah. like, you know, gross spots and horns and, you know, you can't pick up a side of a crowd. Unless they're a unicorn, then they have oh, one yeah, horn. Have one horn. <laughs> oh, God. See, that's why you can't find them because they're so easy to catch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have one, I think one last question. Uh, I, I guess just like this level of honesty really fascinates me to, for you to be able to get to that point. And I mean, we felt this way before Joe, like talking about, uh, talking to, um, like the polyamorous couple and things like that. Just like when you're able to get to that point of communication and honesty where you can say, like, I think about having sex with other people and that's okay. And then to let each other do it is amazing. But I guess within like the layers of this honesty, I'm just curious, do you guys share, like when you share your experiences with each other, are you also honest about, um, I don't know how to, how to word this mom, if you're listening, it's, it's time to pause, but like, will you go, like, will you be honest and say like, you know, sometimes I need to go out and, you know, find someone with a bigger penis or I like how other guys eat me out better or something like that. Like on that, actual sexual level are you honest with each other about things like that like performance and everything or does that not really get spoken about well performance hasn't come up in the past because we do have a really great sex life the one thing that has come up (laughs) is that i have different uh fetishes or different tastes or Mm. things that we might not share yeah because nobody is a hundred percent sexually compatible like we're pretty close we have a pretty great sex life but But neither of us are either that let's just say Randy, like I wouldn't go ahead and, and talk dirty to you, but I might be into a different body type of person or a different type of, uh, like I said, kink or somebody that might be willing to, or, or maybe just have a different type of um, uh, flair, yeah. something that just turns me on in a yeah. different way. And right. like, I, I happen to be into both men and women and try as hard as he wants, but he's never going to, uh, never going to grow, you know, parts. You can edit those names out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. He just got that. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> but yeah, he's never going to grow female parts. So, you know, that's, that's not something he's ever going to be able to give me. Yeah. And maybe, like, we're both pretty sexually giving. And every now and then, maybe you want someone to be a little bit more dominant. And that's just not who our personalities mm-hmm. are. So you go out and you find someone that's a little bit more kinky that way. You know, it's, it's a little different spice of life. I don't think physical issue is is something that we either of us 
have really talked about. Although your your type is very different from me, I think. I have a range. Yeah. Like there's there's certain things that he's really into that I'm just not. Yeah, I mean, I guess is there a, to kind of finish it off, anything that you guys want to leave the listeners with, you know, about this community, about some of the misconceptions, um, any particular stories or anything you want to share before we go? Also, I just like, also I want, what I want you to include in this is, do you, would you recommend that people just like dip their toe in and maybe just try it to see if they like it or should it, or should they not? Oh, wait, can I answer that? I'll answer the first question first, then you can answer the second okay. question. Oh, so teamwork. First Look thing this. I would say as a, my, my final standing point, that if I was to leave this conversation with one thing, is that if you are already looking elsewhere, if you know that you're emotionally uh, invested here, but your eyes are wandering, just know that that is still a form of cheating. And I'm going to go back to what I mentioned in the first like 10 minutes of this conversation. But the only way that you'll ever get over that is if you're able to talk to your partner about what you what your, your hangups are. And unless you ever get over that, you're always going to be emotionally cheating on somebody. And I will say, if you're thinking about dipping your toe in with your partner, don't do it as a way to spice up your sex life or to save your relationship. That is not the way to do it. We both know people that we're very close to that went in as a way of making their sex life more interesting and it completely ruined their relationship. It takes a specific type of person and you both have to be 100% okay with it before you even think about doing it. There's a lot of conversations that need to happen. You don't just like, you don't tip one, you don't just dip one toe. If you're willing to go in full foot, then you know that you're willing to get in the shallow and then the deep end. But if it's just a toe you're thinking about, then you need to have a broader conversation. Yeah, Yeah, it's probably bad idea and we all know what we mean when we say toe here (laughs) (laughs) dip your dick in full dick (laughs) all right well uh we appreciate you coming on and 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 talking to us that was really awesome yeah no worries you guys have a good day it was nice talking to you thanks you too Bye. bye 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 All right, before we get to our final thoughts, let's get to the sponsor here. It's Dollar Shave Club, which is one of the most, what's the word I'm looking for? Convenient things in the world, okay? It delivers everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. And it's not just razors either. It's not just shaving stuff. There's shampoo, conditioner, body wash, toothpaste, hair gel, basically anything you could fit in a bathroom. There's like wipes for your ass or whatever, like nice wipes, not just like these regular things that rip. You know what I mean? Like this nice stuff. Okay. They have amber and lavender calming body cleanser, which that sounds super just like what, like spiritual. What is, I don't know what that is, but first of all, I have that lavender stuff. It smells like a meadow. I don't know even if that makes sense, but that's what it smells like. Uh, All of Dollar Shave Club's products are made with top shelf ingredients that won't break your budget. You'll feel the difference. Plus shipping is free with your membership. Uh, and here's a great way to try a bunch of Dollar Shave Club, Dollar Shave Club products for just five bucks. You can get their daily essential starter kit. It comes with the body cleanser, uh, one wipe Charlie's, one wipe Charlie's. That's that sounds like a bar. Uh, their amazing butt wipes, their world famous shave butter, and their best razor, the six blade executive. God, that sounds professional as fuck. Uh, keep the blades coming for a few more bucks a month and add in shampoo, toothpaste, or anything else you need. Uh, check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com slash OPL. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash OPL. Anyway, first of all, phenomenal interviewers. What like was that word you just said? <laughs> I tried to say interviewers and interviews <laughs> at the same time, and I don't know what the hell just happened there. But um, they're great. That's a, they were fucking That's awesome. a power couple in my mind. Oh, my God. Like you remember, and this is the this is when it, when we talked to polyamory, uh, the polyamorous people. Uh, afterwards, when we were doing our thoughts, I was like, "How can that honestly fail?" Right. Like, what is left to like? What is left? You know what I mean? Because that I feel like most insecure. I mean, obviously, you know, if people don't get along, then whatever. But they're fucking married. Like, yeah. usually, for the most part, you get. You know, I feel like there is more risk here, almost because. 
the goal is to not fall for anyone else emotionally, yes. but you are having sex with other people constantly. So right. I feel like you kind of almost come close to that edge where I guess like they said, you just kind of, if, if you almost feel that coming on, you just separate it. Well, I guess that's like real life too. Like, so if you- he, here's my problem. That's one of the question I was trying to get to, uh, I was trying to explain and like, I did get an answer for it or whatever, but I was saying how, you know, at least with the polyamory, that's the one where literally, I don't know how that could ever fail because you are completely open. You are free to fall in love with someone else. Yeah. It's like, unless you truly just fall out of love with a person, which happens naturally. Sure. But but I I get what you're saying. But I do think that happens because of certain other things. You know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. get busy with work or maybe you just, you know, you're interested in someone else or whatever. But if there is no, none of that, it's kind of like, for the most part, when people get into relationships, they like spending time with the person and they like, you know, whatever. But I don't know. With this, what I was trying to get to was saying like, like you said, you're very close to the edge. You're flying close to the sun where you're like, we're having sex with this person. And like, it's literally just supposed to be, you know, what Tinder is where it's like, you fuck and you get the hell (laughs) out of there. And it's like, you know, Jesus. Uh, But that's why I, I, I said to her, I was like, you know, how would that be detrimental? Because if you are willing to let your partner be like, yo, have sex, do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, come back to me. I think also at the same time, it's, it's sort it sort of contradicts you being like, yeah, do whatever you want, but also just like, you better fucking come here. Like, this is, this is what I, this is what I really want. You can do your thing, have your sex, I'll do whatever, but you need to come back to me and you need to like whatever because we have our thing. Well, it, it might this might not make sense, but like it is monogamy in a way. Like it's emotional monogamy. That's, that's what, that's yeah, what it exactly. is. It's the same dynamic of like we are the only ones for each other. They just right. get to have sex with other people. Right. Right. I just think that Yeah, it's it's just it's very interesting. It's a lot of just sort of like one night stand ish kind of behavior. Yeah, which I mean to me, this lifestyle feels like I. What do you think it makes more sense, this or polyamory? So that's what I was gonna say is like almost I I want to say this because kind of similar to her answer, like I don't know if I'd ever have a desire to find love with multiple people or or reach that kind of like emotional state you know with someone the the person who i would consider the one and get married to like that to me makes sense with one person uh and there's just so much work and time that you have to put into that relationship that Mm -hmm. you know having multiple people is that's not really something that i can imagine but like we do all have that tendency to look at other people to think about having sex with other people that is in our nature and this lifestyle to me makes a little more sense because you you do have that one person emotionally and you get to you know explore again different types different fetishes all you just kind of cover that spectrum and range of interests and the things that you would want and you get to explore uh i don't i'm not saying that i think i'd be able to do it Right. You just I was just asking which one makes yeah. sense. Me personally, I feel like I feel like this could get old after a while. We're kinda like you know, I, I think naturally humans wanna make relationships with multiple people. Mm-hmm. Not like, you know, I'm in love with you relationships, but just kinda like relationships. Like, you know, you meet someone, if you guys end up having that sexual chemistry and you have end up having sex and it's cool, like whatever. I think only naturally you're gonna want to see them again. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so but if if that's a rule where like you can't and there's no like consistency there because then it's like, oh wait, do you actually like this person or like you actually are into them, or whatever? I feel like na- naturally those steps sort of progress after a certain amount of time. And in some cases, I'm not saying for, you know every single time because I mean, you know, people do one night stands. Yeah, you know, everyone's had but a one night stand. I'm not that type of person, and from what, what you're saying, it seems like you're not either. Where like I would. If I was having sex with someone, like I, I would want to get to know them, or I would have I, to be interested in them beforehand. Uh, for I the mean, most I'm, part, I'm not really like I've done. I've had one night stands where I didn't really know the person. I had right, sex right. With. Just because like physical appearance and like clearly everyone was into it. Let's do it. Of course, but like you were saying, like that might get old. It's yeah, like I think to, as a lifestyle, it's kind of like you know, once you get it, you're allowed to, and you're like, oh, we could just do this all the time. Like then where. 
I feel like it kind of loses yeah. the excitement. You know what I mean? Because when you're single, it's just like, oh, at any point, I could this could happen or whatever. You could meet someone. And, you know, if you end up liking them, I just feel like if you're going to jump into something like this, I feel like there shouldn't be any boundaries. As yeah. far as, like, I'm cool with, like, the friends thing. Like, obviously not friends or whatever. But, like, to to... For me, if I'm the type of person that says, yo, I'm cool with you having sex with other people, if I'm cool with that, I'm cool with you meeting someone and then suddenly realizing like, oh, fuck, I actually think that this is better than what we have. I feel like naturally you have to be. Otherwise, I would feel like Oof. I'm I'm not uh, I like, you know, then I don't feel like you're cannibaling into the pool because I feel like if you're willing to let someone go you can have sex with this person, but don't fall in love with them. I feel like I'm asking too much at that point. It would also make more sense to not have sex with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, I also get it. Like, you know what I mean? Cause the, like I said, with the one night stand thing is like, it's fun, you know, occasionally to go out, meet someone and be like, Oh, you're kind of hot at a bar. Go back. You guys yeah. have sex. And then you don't like, yeah, you, maybe you keep in contact or maybe you don't and you yeah. never talk to them again. Yeah, you know but, what I mean. But, but there's more than there's more to it. I think. I think you're thinking of it in terms of, like, you and your feelings. But I feel like to be in this lifestyle, you do have to have a secure relationship first, and this does have to bring you pleasure in more ways than just the one night stand. It's yeah, seeing your partner. But that doesn't matter because even if you have a secure relationship, it, there's always the possibility of meeting someone who's better. For sure. So it's you have to be okay with that. Isn't that like any relationship? Yeah. minus the sex part with strangers yeah of course it is that's what i'm saying though but like to set boundaries of like you can only you can't like once you start spending time with someone i'm like all right what are you doing you know what i mean i feel like that's a hard thing to ask somebody it's like yeah you can have sex with them but you can't hang out with them it's like but yeah that's why i think it really takes a certain type of person to live within this lifestyle and and be able oh, to yeah, kind of the turn it on and people. off and yeah it's the honesty, the communication. And also, I mean, I'm only speaking from my point of view. Obviously, obviously, this works for them. They're married. They're happy. They're doing their thing. Yeah. Clearly, this is an exciting thing for them. And I could be wrong, too. Maybe if I, like, jumped into this shit and then, you know, you, you experience it firsthand. You're like, oh, no, this always is, is exciting. Yeah. There's there's competition. There's, you know, And whatever. you'd have to find the right there's partner. The chase, of course. To, to support that. Yeah. And I, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But I just think from personal experience, like, I know, you know, when I was younger and just you know, you have one night stands or whatever. After a while, you're just like, whatever. It's like not it's something you hold in like high regard. But I've also never been one of those people who's like, let's go out and get fucking pussy right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, I I just think that after a while, the fact that it's such an empty thing is like, you, it, it starts, it stops being exciting. Yeah, my thoughts on this, it's that I think the sex would almost be different within this community like i think to compare it to a one night stand where you're going out to to a bar on an emotional level meeting no i just think in general like when you have a one night stand it's not like open communication it's like okay we're having a one night stand maybe we're drunk like are we gonna like each other in the morning this and that but this is like going to a place knowing like i'm gonna have sex with someone or with another couple that is just as open as we are and we're going to be able to talk about what we want from this what our kinks are what our fetishes are like it's just so much more exploration than just a limited one night stand where like i get what you're saying like yeah there's kind of that pursuit and then what and then you have sex in your apartment and wake up and you're hungover or something like that like that would get old fast but i just think this is so different this is just a different like layer of a sexual experience no it is and they are different in that aspect but i'm saying the, uh, the emotional thing, like I said, naturally, I think humans want to create relationships with each other. And if there's the boundary of you get to have sex with somebody, which is like a, a serious emotional moment yeah. when you guys have sex. Uh, and then to be like, you can do that, but don't do anything else. It's like giving a kid an ice cream cone and being like, don't eat it. <laughs> you know what I mean? To Like to me. It's kind of like, you know, and that's not to say like that happens with everyone. Cause like I said, that doesn't happen all the yeah. time. I've had sex with people I've never talked to ever again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's happened, but you know, you could meet someone that like, you just have a really good chemistry and you're like, Oh, I want to have sex with this person. Not just cause they're hot, but because like, like their personality right, is just right. like hot as fuck too. And then you guys have sex and it's like, don't, 
don't though. Yeah. No, I, that I, I think that part, would be the biggest challenge. Right. And that's the part where I'm kind of like, okay, like this is, that's where it gets yeah. interesting and like tough. And I just, from personal experience, I just not experience, but from personal, my point of view, I just feel like if, if I'm going to do this, like with my girlfriend or something, it's like, all right, if I'm letting you have sex with people, I'm definitely letting you like get emotionally attached if you choose to do that. And even like you will be so secure in your relationship that you're allow that you're allowing that mm. to being like you can do that whatever to the point where you should you should expect it not to happen, but if it does happen, it's like you can't blame the other person. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you you so you mentioned this before where it's kind of just like if you are in love if you're truly in love with someone like the purest form of love is to want the best for them no matter what yeah and compersion was the word co- yes that's what it was compersion um wow great word yes where it's just l- like they said like i you know you don't necessarily get jealous because like if it's making them happy that makes me happy and if that I, is if the I, hardest if i love you i I don't mean I. I'm not coming from a selfish point of view. Yeah, the same way you. I don't spoke love about, you because like, you breakups. are with me. Right. I don't love you because you're with me. I don't love you because you buy me stuff on my birthday. I don't love you because of anything that has to do with me. I love you as you a person, and I want you to just live this life as best as you can and do whatever the hell you want, whether that's with me or without me. Mm-hmm. That's what that word means, and it's and I, I would say a majority of people do not act that way. No, I think I mean. It's so hard to get to that point. I of think. course, it's in, it's basically fucking possible. <laughs> it's like that's what that truly means. Yeah. And I feel like when I say it, I mean it a lot more than most people. Mm-hmm. Also, because when I say it, like, yo, I I love this person. I do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like it, it like do you? I want this for you. Yeah. And even if it hurts my feelings or it, like it makes me upset, like I'll get over it. At the end of the day. I, but it, as long as you're happy, if you're sad, that'll kill me. If something detrimental happens to you, that will hurt more than anything. Like, why would your happiness, why would the happiness of someone you love hurt you? That makes no sense to me. That mm-hmm. means you didn't love them, in my opinion. You I love agree. them from a selfish point of view. I'm just not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. And I th- feel like most people are, though. It's like, I love you because I'm getting something out I of it. I think this. we just see it through a lens of like putting ourselves first, you know? Yes, we, we love these people. We care about them. But, you know, to completely remove yourself from the equation and just want this person to be happy, it's super difficult. It is, yeah. But also at the same time, I'm like, you know, I always said for the longest time, if any girl I've ever dated like cheated on me, I would be mad for like, 10 minutes and be like because in my head i don't even know if i would be mad i would be like fuck like that sucks because we had a promise here sort of whatever you want to call it but at the same time i wouldn't be angry with them i would get over it i would never be one of those guys it's like oh this girl's a fucking slut it's a if you love this person so much where you're practicing compersion and that does happen yeah does does the love for them end I would have to have a conversation with them and see what, what what kind of place they came from because if they come up to you and they say like listen I just could like I don't know like I wasn't fully in it and I just had urges or whatever that is human to me I understand that and it it does take a hit there of course where you're kind of like but you did break a promise and like I was practicing this thing while we and, and like if I had to do it you had to do it you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like you can't just fucking but at the same time I I just you know. I've had people do me dirty, not do me dirty, but like, uh, like not cheated on me or anything, but have done things that were kind of like, ugh, like why the fuck did you do that? Uh-huh. And have gotten over it, and I still love this person, and would and would want them to do anything, mm-hmm. and like whatever, you know what I mean? Like, your happiness is never going to make me upset. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just a an insane level of honesty that most people may never experience in their lifetime, or just like just. Just looking at it, like, get you, like, have your own opinion. Like, I feel like everyone, it's, it's like a fad to be, uh, to hate your ex. Like, everyone's like, oh, fuck my ex. Like, would you ever get back to your ex? Oh, fuck them. Or like, Mm. blah, blah, blah. It's like, I've never been that way ever. Like, even if I don't, if I'm like, I wouldn't really hang out with them anymore. They are a different person now. Like, I, you know, you date people from like six years ago and you're like, 
you know, they're not the same person or I'm not the same person. So I wouldn't really whatever, but I would never like wish the worst for them. I would never use that as motivation. Yeah. Like I'm mad at you because you broke up with me. Yeah. Like, why the fuck would I hate you? Like everything I do now is to prove you wrong. Yeah. And it's like, dude, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I think that's <laughs> so corny and like being like the crazy girlfriend who's like, oh, he can't go anywhere without his phone. It's like, that's not cool. Like you, you sound, you sound like immature to mm-hmm. me and it's like, it's not I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. But this, like hearing, talking to a couple like this, the polyamorous woman we spoke to, like I, it it is super motivating even to take that level of honesty and communication and to apply it to a monogamous relationship, which I'm in. It like, it's that, that communication, you know, it transcends the lifestyle. It doesn't matter if you're a swinger, polyamorous, like that can be applied to monogamy. And it's just uh, it's all about how something always secu- keep working on how secure you are how sure are you that she th- she thinks you're the one yeah, yeah and you're like if she has sex with someone else does that mean like she doesn't like me or does does that mean like she's not interested in me or she's over it or like whatever and like probably not at the end of the day you know like it's true how many times have you had sex with someone and you're just like and like maybe it's cool for like a week or two, and you're like, all right, that was that was we now we know what that that was. Mm-hmm. Like we tried to do something, but it just didn't work out that way. That happens all the time. So to think like even like hanging out with someone, it's like that's that's not nothing's happening. What do you mean? Yeah. Or you like a picture on Instagram or something? It's gotten to that point. If you like a picture on Instagram, that someone will get so insecure, especially dudes, they'll get so insecure that they're like. Yo, what are you doing? Or like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, there wasn't even an interaction yeah. or anything. It was just a liking of a picture. And I think it's, I think that is a level of insecurity that I can't even relate to. And I think that has to do with a, a lot of self-confidence and just uh, just being okay with yourself or being real with yourself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, dude, know who you are and realize that like your relationship's fucking dope and that your girlfriend likes you. And she can like a picture. Like, that's not going to ruin it for me. You know what I mean? No, for sure. It makes a relationship a lot easier. I I guess that was like the last point. Uh, He kept talking about emotional cheating, which I don't disagree with him. Uh, I don't know how extreme I view it. Like, to call it cheating might be a bit harsh. Like, if you see someone walking down the street that you're attracted to and you think it to yourself. Like, I don't know if that's like cheating. I think that's just human nature. But... I don't know, like in in a monogamous relationship, how do you think it's important to have open communication to the point of saying, like, I saw a girl today that, you know, I thought was really attractive, you know, at the gym or, you know, I'm into this person or this type of person. I would love to do that. But the only reason why I don't do that is because after like, I think it's only natural that people will get upset of hearing that mm-hmm. constantly because then it turns the wheels of like, Oh, he doesn't find like I don't know. You well, just, I guess in a monogamous relationship, there's no like end point to it. Like if if you're swingers, it's like oh okay, cool. So that's your type. I'll look out for that. Or if I'm oh, okay, a, go talk to her. If I'm in a monogamous relationship, I don't want to hear about any of that because we have chosen this lifestyle. Like, and now you're, it's that would be I don't know that would be too much. And like I know that I'm not the most attractive guy on earth. You know what I mean? Like, obviously there are people who are better looking or like better looking in their own way or like people have different tastes and like whatever. Dude, what do you think? Your, your fucking partner's going to be only attracted to you? What are you, right. crazy? Eventually they're going to fucking not be that attracted to you. Probably now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just, it, 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 it's only natural that that happens to be upset about attraction like that. I would not call it cheating at all. I think it's fucking human nature. Right. Like I feel like I'm kind of honest in my relationship about that. Not like I come home every day like, okay, here's the list of people I saw today that uh, yeah. I want to bone. Like, it's not like that. Like, I'm pretty preoccupied and I have other stuff going on, so I don't really think about it that much. But even, like, watching TV or, you know, yeah. doing something. And, like, my girlfriend will kind of do the same thing sometimes. Yes, and that's fine. So here's the here's the rules, though. Oh, is this that. like a celebrity thing? Yeah, it's <laughs> like it, it, there's, there's people that are okay and people that aren't okay. <laughs> I think that... Celebrities, obviously, say say what you want about Jennifer Lopez. Why though? Because your girlfriend's like, you're never gonna fuck Jennifer Lopez, ever. Which you're not. I'm sorry, Greg. 
I just, <laughs> no, but like they're they're that's fine because they're unattainable, and people who are unattainable is it's fine. But if you met, you know, this random girl at a bar, or yeah. you know, it's this new girl that started working at your yeah, job. Yeah. Hey, honey, this girl I work with is uh, she's hot. really hot. Yeah, forget about it. Every day you leave the house, it's like yeah, let's go and hang nah. out with the hot girl. He thinks she's hot, and she's there. She's attainable. I don't know what she's doing. Does she think the same thing? And then it's just, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, Is and he it's talking the, to her right now? And it's the other way also. Like, think about if your girlfriend was like, there's this guy who fucking works in my whatever now. Yeah. Guy's fucking smoke. Yeah, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be thinking about it. And you're like, God, it. he's fucking hot. And then like, she, you know what I mean? Then you'd be like, oh, God. Yeah. Let's go hang I out. feel like I've, I've said this before, but my girlfriend definitely feels that way about like dads. A guy with a baby? Forget it. I know what she's thinking. <laughs> she goes crazy. She's like, oh, God, this guy's a smoke. <laughs> and he can take care of a kid. Yeah. That's yeah, a I full mean, that, that shit is That shit is normal to me. But it, it, And I do think a lot of people pretend to be cool with it at a certain point. But like I said, I think there's those rules. Because it's like, yo, you're cool with it with people who are unattainable. But people who are around and near and people you could grab, those are off limits. Because you can't say it about them. Yeah, no, I get that. I think you're right. Or just strangers walking on the street, like, oh my god, you saw that girl? That's fine, because who are they? I've never gonna. I see guess them again. that's like the level that. Yeah. I feel like I we've reached sometimes. Oh yeah, of course. Where it's yeah. like you walk by someone, it's like, yo, that fucking girl, that huge. Yeah, yeah. Like fuck, you know what I mean? Like whatever. Or like oh, face tattoo. Like I wish you had one. I love that. <laughs> face tattoo. I don't know why. <laughs> but like, imagine you said that. Like, uh, like let's just give a stupid example. Like, because when you say it, you say it almost in a joking manner. You're never like. Man, I, that girl is so hot. Like, it's always kind of a, in a joking manner. You right. walk past someone's like, "Yo, that girl had huge tits. Like, that was fucking sick. Like, whatever." And it could be fine. But then if you if it's the girl that works at your job now, now it's like, no, she's thinking about it. it's like, "Yo, yeah. fucking." And it's the same. It's the same thing. Like I said, for fucking dudes. Like, imagine your girlfriend was a lifeguard. In some ripped up fucking smoke. <laughs> you're just pulling started. out all these scenarios. No, but I'm saying, but I'm saying like this is what well, I'm saying. I, I like, get what you're saying. Where people are like, oh, I, I, I tell my girlfriend that some people yeah. are, are attractive. It's like, yeah, because you're, they're unattainable. But as soon as they become attainable people, you stop doing that. Yeah, it just puts into perspective how open you really have to be to be in the swinger lifestyle, or like that couple we just spoke to. It's just. It's a completely different wavelength of yeah. honesty and communication. And it works for them. It's not going to work for everyone. Yeah. I mean, it's cool to listen to. I don't know. It's tough. It's not something that I feel like it's something. I don't think it's something you could just like jump into out of nowhere. I also feel like it has to be kind of innate in you. Yeah, I think be you, like, you really have to know the type of person you are. And Yeah, I don't think you could be four years deep with someone and be like, oh, by the way, let's open this up. And maybe you could, but yeah, I do I'm sure feel it like... Happens. It, uh, yeah, but, but like she said, I not to, like not to spice not, it up all of a sudden, not to save a relationship. Yeah. But yeah, I think it, what's cool is that that guy sat down first date and was like... I'm not good with this. This, this is how I am. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there could be a way to still make it work. And they found that way. Yeah. Cool. All right. Dope. Uh, anyway, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato, and you can hit our website, OPLshow.com slash contact to send us an email if you want to be uh, featured on an episode, if you have a cool story or fetish or something or whatever, something interesting that would fit the show. Uh, if we think it fits, we'll email you back and set something up. Yeah. Find me at Greg Dybeck and follow the show on Twitter at OPL Show. Leave a rating and review on iTunes. And if you're in a relationship, go uh, go tell your <laughs> partner listen, something don't honest. Listen to Greg. Just go share one honest thing. Yeah. An honest thought. See how it goes. Doesn't have to be like vulgar or anything so like that. Oh, you're a fat bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Some crazy shit. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that is all. <laughs> Thanks for listening.